Hello, I'm your host, Lindsay Schultz, founder of Feed Your Can, a lifestyle brand that empowers people with food allergies to live fully. You'll learn life hacks and mind snacks so you can thrive each day. You may need to restrict foods, but never the fun. Our kids navigate eight categories of food allergies altogether. We're learning every day. We refuse to let fear hold us back from living life. We welcome you to feed your can, even when some foods you just can't. Teens and parents always seem to have different languages. I remember being a teen and never feeling like my parents were ever speaking the same language. So today we are getting inside the head of Hemali, a teenager who really just wants to share something that she wishes her parents knew. But first, a little bit about Hemali. She's a teen who's passionate about advocacy, biology, and mathematics. She currently studies as a junior in high school and has struggled with food allergies for over a decade. She wants to make sure that new food allergy parents have the right information about their kids' food allergies and that also local educators know how to manage the physical and emotional reactions that these allergies cause because sometimes they're invisible to other people. During COVID, she founded K-12 Allergies, and it's a place for new food allergy parents to learn about the journey of diagnosis, but not just from a textbook perspective, because her community helps provide real stories. And Hemali has worked hard to develop this online resource to help parents, because she realized that in her own journey, even though her parents had access to technology, they just didn't know where to turn and what resources were going to be helpful to navigate the experience and to help Hemali navigate it too. So she created this forum so that new food allergy parents don't face the same struggle. She's very passionate about increasing food allergy awareness in her hometown of Northwest Arkansas. And food allergies, as we know, are continuously on the rise. But unfortunately, she sees that there's still a lot of negativity associated with them in schools. Hence her emphasis on K-12. Hemali has better come to understand that the benefits have outweighed the negatives when it comes to how food allergies have shaped her life for the better. It's taken her a long time to get there, but she wishes others could start thinking about them as an opportunity instead of a hindrance. She understands that this hurtful disease can really hold people back, and it's her goal that she provides the right connections and tools to help people go forward with confidence and continue to navigate their lives while living fully. Let's hear from her now. Hey, Molly, tell us a little bit about your journey, what you've experienced with your food allergies. So I have been on my food allergy journey since I was a toddler. I was diagnosed with an egg allergy. I think it was a product of not having early introduction to it. There was no eggs in our diet. When my mom first introduced it to me at like two years old, I immediately reacted to it. I just like threw it off. My doctor said at the time that I would outgrow the allergy over the years, so my parents would always feed me omelets and stuff, and I never really liked them, although it like didn't impact me in like pastries. But eventually, as I grew older, when I was seven, I started having eczema all over my body, like swelling, rashes, and it got to a point where my parents understood that it was caused by food with the flares going up and down, but they didn't understand what it was caused by. So they did the skin prick test and the blood testing, and those all came back inconclusive were like the common allergens. 
So then they started to write everything I would eat down. And so every day for like weeks at a time, they would write down what I was eating, what my reaction was. And then they started eliminating those top allergens. So the eggs and the milk and the peanuts and seeing whether my reaction would change. It took months and it was hard for them as well as for me because every week it was a new thing that I wasn't eating. But they eventually figured out that I was allergic to eggs. I guess they should have known that, but at the time it might have like slipped their mind or they were like, oh, she would have outgrown it. And I was also, it came out that I was allergic to garlic. It was an interesting experience to be diagnosed with a garlic allergy, like no pasta, especially with the egg allergy. It was pretty isolating because we would have cake at birthday parties and I couldn't eat that. It was hard because I didn't know anyone with food allergies at the time. It was hard to connect with people and they didn't really understand what food allergies were. That kind of will lead me into what we talk about later. I see. Okay. And are you the only one in your family with food allergies? Yeah, I'm the only person in my family with food allergies. I'm sure that has been another layer to add on to the journey you've had. Yeah, I have a younger brother. I think sometimes he feels a bit superior to me where he's like, I'm not allergic to anything. But I think that food allergies, they've taught me a bunch that I wouldn't have known without them. So I think my family's been really supportive throughout the whole process. That's really good to hear and a blessing that a lot of people hope to have, but it doesn't always end up to be the case. Let's talk about right now. You're currently a high schooler, right? Yeah, I am a junior in high school. Wow. So I'm sure there are a lot of skills you are learning along the way just by being a teenager. What do you think stands out as you navigate food allergies and what you're learning? Yeah, I've learned a lot about how to advocate for myself throughout this journey. Okay, like I know that I can't eat pizza or cake. One thing that I think I wouldn't have learned without food allergies is being able to stray from what everyone else is doing. This is like a big one, like peer pressure is real in high school. And just being able to know like your limits, what's good for your body and knowing that sometimes the social norm isn't the most beneficial thing for us has taught me a lot with the food allergies. I also have like a slight sugar intolerance. I just get like pimples on my face. It's really taught me about self-control. As you can imagine, a sugar intolerance isn't any kid's favorite. It's really showed me that I can control my diet. And I'm able to stand up for myself and what my body needs. That's great. And I think that takes a lot of diligence and self-awareness along the way. Hard to turn down items that are vegan, but it's good to hear that you can actually practice that skill and you know that the payoff is worth it. You're more comfortable and you're living your life on your terms, which is what we all hope to do in a way that we can find our best self. Let's talk about some of the challenges that you also might face with bullying. I know that that is a risk with food allergies. Is that something that you've experienced or have you just heard some negative comments said to you? How do you deal with people's responses who don't quite understand food allergies? I've kind of experienced all of what you were saying, like bullying towards myself, but also like general ignorance towards food allergies. Because as five, six year olds, there's not much education towards that. And even while we're getting older, 
other people that don't have food allergies are like, oh, these people are getting accommodations and they might just be doing it for attention. They don't understand that like food allergies are the real issue, that they can be life-threatening at times. One situation that I went through is I was at a birthday party and I told one of the girls that I couldn't eat the pizza because there was garlic in the pizza sauce. That was just normal for me. She told me that she was allergic and she couldn't eat the pizza. And then eventually we got there and she just started eating the pizza. And I was like, okay, I don't get to turn my allergies on and off. Like, why does she get to? I was kind of infuriated at the time, like as any kid would. Looking back at it, I realized that she could have been lactose intolerant and decided to break it. In general, I think that in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, there's a big lack of food allergy awareness, which it really bothers me since two people per classroom usually have food allergies. It's a big proportion of people, but somehow there's a lack of awareness towards this. Um, And so even in high schools, I had a fundraiser the other day in my school, and there was a kid that was like, the kids who have peanut allergies suck. I was like, that's not something they can control. If you learned a little bit more about it, then maybe you could not see it like that. And so I've just kind of made it my mission to advocate for kids with food allergies because I think that bullying, it's a bad byproduct of food allergies. We already have a lot of isolation that we can't eat what everyone else is eating. But if we can't fit in with socially with other people too, it it makes the process worse. We want to connect with other people and we don't want to like sit there and be bullied for not eating a specific food. Bullying, teasing related to food allergies is common, but I hope that in the coming years we have more food allergy education that that can go down. And with all the different types of personalities that are out there, I'm sure it can be really tough to get people to open their minds if they already have some type of stigma that they're attaching to food allergies. I would imagine that would be really hard to break. What are some of your strategies for teaching people and removing that ignorance? So I think teaching people about anaphylaxis and how this is like a real issue, making them meet people who have food allergies, because especially in high schools, I was talking to one of my teachers about it and she was like, oh yeah, so many kids have food allergies. I have not heard about that because everyone is so private about it. They don't tell anybody. Talking about your food allergies is a big one to educate your friends and people around you. Um, Making them aware of the risks associated with it, like anaphylaxis and hives and how this can possibly affect someone's life if they have this food. Also, just understanding the difference between choosing to be gluten-free or vegan and being forced to not have gluten or eggs or peanuts. There's like a big misconception in that. I can see that in my peers. Sometimes they think that food allergies are somebody voluntarily being gluten-free. It's not the same thing. And so I try to like understand what people's misconceptions about food allergies are and then be like, okay, well, this is wrong because this. And (laughs) I'm a very straightforward person. And so whenever someone says that to me, I immediately try to fix understanding the difference between intolerances, allergies, and voluntarily not eating something is really important. I think that's a great distinction. It's one where before having children that had food allergies, I didn't know myself. I didn't understand that an intolerance was only related to your digestive system, but the immune system is where food allergies affect. And that can really take over systemically, which is why people do have these situations that 
are life-threatening and the symptoms can take over different organs at the same time. You said something that really intrigued me. A lot of people have food allergies in a high school and teachers know that, but students don't always talk about those food allergies. And sometimes it might be hard to know who has them and who doesn't. You can feel really isolated and lonely. There is that missing social element of feeling connected to each other. One of the draws to you that I got so excited about, hey, Molly, was what you did during COVID to try and solve that problem of this isolation with people experiencing food allergies. Do you want to talk about the project that you took on? So during the whole food allergy journey I went through, I realized that I didn't have many friends with food allergies. I wanted my parents to be able to talk to other parents who had kids with food allergies and be able to connect with them about oral immunotherapy and how they're coping with their kids' allergies and what they're doing on Halloween, things like that. During COVID, I started reaching out to some food allergy families. It was very unofficial at first. It was just a Google form where they would fill out a little bit about their journey, what they went through, what advice they would give. And the things I focused on were the diagnosis of the food allergies, their tips for living with food allergies, and then whether they outgrew those allergies or not, and then a specificity about the allergens. That's when I made K-12 allergies. It's a database of experienced food allergy parent stories that new food allergy parents can search through and they can read about what these parents went through. And then more importantly, they can connect with them on Instagram, get tips and have a friend to help them throughout that whole process. I'm trying to make it something I would have wanted my parents to have while they were going through the process, making sure that these new food allergy kids have friends. And they have people that they can connect to about not being able to eat food. Their parents can also have access to organizations that could have helped them during the process that can lead to more empowerment in the community and awareness wherever you are. Sometimes even with the technology that we have, we don't know where to go. That's what K-12 allergies is for. Food allergy parents can search, they can connect, and they can find new resources to use. What I love the most is You didn't just sit there and complain and say, this is annoying. I'm frustrated. I wish it would have been different. You took the power back and you created a solution that you wish your parents would have had access to. As a food allergy parent myself, I know that the early stages of diagnosis are very overwhelming and they're nonlinear, confusing, and it's a stretched out journey because You get the tests, then you wait, then you get more tests, then you wait, or the kids develop allergies over time. It seems like it's always changing. And the amount of times you would go to the internet and look for information, you may find generic responses or information that gives you a top line education, but really getting into the life experiences requires a personal relationship. With your website, you have these social connections that people can make these one-to-one relationships or reach out with specific questions based on their experiences. And I think that's one of the key assets to what you provide. We're all on different steps in this journey. Some of us are ahead of each other. Some of us are behind each other, but it's all confusing. It's very nerve-wracking because you don't always know if you're taking the right step forward. 
and everything seems to come with uncertainty. I really appreciate what you did. I think it's great. And I think that you also did a nice job of compiling other resources, not just the peer-to-peer perspective, but additional resources that are good starting points for new families to explore what the most credible source of information would come from, like FAIR or Kids with Food Allergies or FACT. Again, organizations that at the very start of the journey, it's hard to know where to go. If you could wave a magic wand, what do you wish your parents would have known being this kid who is impacted by food allergies? So as shown by my project, I wish that my parents would have been a little bit more involved in technology and social media, especially because they could connect with those food allergy families that have gone through that process. And I also wish they didn't worry so much about how food allergies were impacting me because as I've grown older, I've realized those food allergies, they've helped me form relationships with people. They've taught me how to advocate for myself and they've been a real opportunity for me to learn and grow as a human being. I think my parents were very concerned about when she goes to high school, like, will she get bullied for it? That's important to think about, especially for younger kids. But I think that food allergies teach us a lot. They teach us how to read labels and to know whether something's right or wrong for us and to be able to be different from our peers in a way that we know we have to be, I guess. It will be okay. You're doing your best. Your kid's doing their best. I also wish they would have understood the social isolation that food allergies put me in as an elementary schooler because they were like, oh, yeah, you can't have cake. It's all good. But sometimes we want cake. Sometimes we want those foods that we can't have. And I don't think my parents understood that very much. They just treated me like I was an adult going through the process. I guess what advice I would give for new food allergy parents is just to find those foods that your kids like, that they will still appreciate despite not being able to have other foods so that they're not always feeling bad about not being able to eat things. I remember as a kid, they used to bring like pastries to our school during birthdays and I never used to eat them because I was allergic to whatever they were bringing. And one time my neighbor brought caramel popcorn. It was a very simple gesture, but it meant the world to me because I was like, oh, so they recognized me like they knew I had food allergies and they were like, we want to do something for her since she doesn't get to eat anything. So it was just so nice. Just be aware of your kids' feelings. They can't always be mature. That is so true. And we're growing with them for sure. And sometimes parents can't always be mature either. (laughs) We can throw tantrums as well. We can break down too. For your project... If other people listening wanted to connect and find other people, how are you currently reaching people and gathering these stories? So I would definitely encourage you all listening to head to k12allergies.com slash share. That's where you can go and submit your food allergy story, your Instagram handle. Like If you wanted to seek out other people, you could go to the explore page and type your allergen or reaction. I am really active on social media. Again, Gen Z over here. I've reached out to food allergy parents, food allergy teams, organizations in general, like on a global scale, but also local organizations. I've been very involved in that in finding resources, finding people to fill out the form and share their story. I would love to talk to you, hear your story. And people can reach out to each other when they explore on your page. Is that right? Yes. If you find someone that you connect to who maybe doesn't have their social handle on there, you could reach out to me. My email's all over the website. 
I would reach out to them, then ask them if it's okay. And then you guys can share experiences or really whatever you need. Great. What's next for K-12 food allergies and how do you plan to continue this mission? One of my big next steps is getting classified as a nonprofit um, because that makes me eligible to do a lot more. I want to do local EpiPen trainings for public elementary school teachers. I think these teachers can help stop the miscommunication about food allergies. The rumors about food allergies, if they don't know about it, then they can't like squash the rumors. But if they do know about food allergies, they can educate these kids. I just want to get more involved in my community and just like get more stories, get to know more people and like what they've gone through. The more stories I have, the easier it is for someone to connect with people who shape their experiences or who have gone through similar experiences. That's awesome. I think a lot of teachers get trained by their school nurse annually for Mm -hmm. how to use an epi auto injector and what signs to look for for a reaction. But what you just hit on goes a step further and really humanizes it when people bring those misconceptions about food allergies and then you can help shape the right dialogue to have or looking at some of the comments that are made because people aren't educated. When you can be a personal story, this is my journey. This is why it's important to know the facts. It's hard to ignore. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? If there's one thing I think you should know, it's to not take food allergies or really any situation negatively. During COVID, I figured it would be a fun idea to make something that I thought would be helpful for my parents when I was younger. I think that looking at the things you would learn rather than looking at food allergies as a disease completely hindering your life. Sometimes it's better to not eat outside. We don't know what's in that food. It's okay. (laughs) And so share your story and don't take things too seriously. Be a teenager. Have fun. Live your life. Even if you can't have the cake, you can Mm -hmm. go to the party and laugh with your friends, right? It's true. And then sometimes you'll find the people who will like give you the popcorn and then you will feel great. It's going to be okay. Seems like a good way to test the true friendships out as well. Mm -hmm. Who's really going to stand by your side Mm -hmm. when stuff gets hard, right? For sure. You really inspired me with the energy that you put out there, especially during a really hard time like COVID and took something and turned it into a very productive, helpful tool for other families. Hey, Molly, we will be excited to hear about the connections made with K12allergies.com. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share, subscribe, and leave a review. You can also visit feedyourcan.com to grab a freebie or subscribe to our newsletter. Remember, feed your can because some foods you just can't.